go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi. So. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki and it's Bree, and we're. Late, Late to, to the, the party. party, a podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally becoming, becoming another, another person, person, becoming another person <laughs> in 2002. Uh, oh. So yeah, today we're talking about Master of Disguise. Yeah, everyone's favorite movie, by the way. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> it's by, uh, by popular opinion, we're, we're going to talk about Master of Disguise. Mm-hmm. But no, no, I think Brie, so we're lovers of good film. Yeah. We've talked about good films here and there. We have. We've dipped our toe into Sofia Coppola, talked about the hours. Yes. We're in the hours hive. Also the Jim Broadbent hive. Like mm-hmm. we have we have many hives. We have taste. Yeah. But so we love good films. We love bad films. And we also love really bad films. Really bad films. Yeah. Like the worst <laughs> films of all time it happens to be a film that we're going to talk about today that has bonded us in yes. our friendship. Since the beginning. Since the beginning. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> For one, what's up with that? For two, is this in every friendship? I wonder if there's always, like, one movie that bonds, like, is the the crux of a friendship. Yeah. Because this is definitely our crux. It is. I feel like it is. Oddly, like, it's just... I feel like Master of Disguise is a movie that if you told Nikki and Brie now or Kid Brain... Yeah. Like, write a script, make a movie... That would have been that. You know what? Yes, because we had our own like games, like that we would that we would like to be disguises, like all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd like to be sneaky cats. We did like all, we had all these. We had a vivid imagination, like for sure. Well, sneaky cats, we kind of did. We rip that off. We totally kind of ripped off the Powerpuff Girls and like totally spies low key, but they were cats. <laughs> That's true. It's different. It's like Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. But no music. It was a lot of solving mysteries and crimes, crimes. possibly. Like Scooby-Doo. I, I, it's great that kids have a vivid imagination and don't have to, like, pitch. Yeah. Like, I'm like, could you imagine, like, kid games being pitched as movies? Like, okay, so I have an idea. It's like Josie and the Pussycats. But nothing that you like about them. Mm. Like, no, no music. I wonder how this movie, like, got pitched. Like, how did Master of Disguise happen? I know it's written by Dane Carvey. Well, so, I do know that it was supposed to be Jim Carrey. Really? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I mean, I could see that. He does have, like, that range where he can, like, be these over-the-top characters, for sure. I mean, I've seen The Mask, you know, but... I'm glad it's Dana Carvey. I don't think I would have as much love for Dana Carvey as I do if I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this movie, like, it did something to me. It did something to me. <laughs> it brainwashed as well. me. So I know, because I've talked to, you know, my fiance so much about this movie and Dana Carvey. Has he seen Master of Disguise? Yes. He is with the population that does not like this film, which I get. 
But he also like doesn't like Dana Carvey. And oh. I, I know a lot of people don't have an opinion either way about Dana Carvey. Yeah, they're like, he's whatever. Yeah, but I don't know. I What is that documentary on Hulu? Oh, gosh. I know what you're talking about. It's about about the Dana Carvey show and how it was a big disaster. Right. Uh, Too Funny to Fail? Yes, that sounds right. Um, Well, I was watching that, and I think the public doesn't really feel either here nor there about Dana Carvey. why not? But I do. And I've tried to make my case to people. They just don't understand. (laughs) This is the platform to make our case. So, like, why why for you? Why Dana Carvey? It has to be because it hit at the right time. Like, Master of Disguise. And, like, what were we, like, eight or something? Seven. Seven. Like, I mean, the humor in this movie is kind of, like, it's very silly. It's a silly goose time. It's a Happy Madison production. Right. Which I also love, like, Happy Madison production movies like same they're a comfort to me yeah i like a good romp like something that's not gonna make me think too hard yes i mean also brie you love norbit and i love yeah that's true but we'll get into that i have a whole list of like the worst movies of all time that i want i want to do you a mean speed the round. yeah the best movies of all time but i think dana carvey is someone who, like, I used to, like, growing up, I would watch, like, the old SNL mm. with him on it. Like, Hans and Franz, I want to pump you up, you know? Or, like, the church lady. Church lady is iconic. Um, just even his audition, where he's, like, doing, like, that Elton John impersonation about broccoli. Yes. It's something he does with his mouth that I find hilarious. He does. He He, like emotes with his mouth and his eyebrows like he does this thing like his george w bush so good impression yeah it's spot on is tony montana is tony montana but he's like he gets the whole i don't know how he does it <laughs> he's very talented get him on the pod oh my god i love dana carvey but i even loved i think um maybe 2016 2017 he put out a netflix special Mm. of stand-up i and i enjoyed it very much yes i enjoy the dana carvey show um i do agree that it probably failed because it came on after home improvement Mm. and he did dress up as bill clinton with a bunch of boobs and <laughs> dog sucking on them. So like yeah, I get like, yeah. I get it. Wrong time and place. Yeah. It Master of Disguise also wrong time and place. I was thinking that too, because doesn't Austin Powers come out like a weekend before or something? Oh yeah, the third one, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Master of Disguise needs its own moment. I well, I think there's going to be a renaissance. Really? I think so. Um, I call it now, I call, what is it, recession core pop, uh-huh. and I also call, like, the Adam Sandler Happy Madison Assance. Wow. Because we just want a silly goose time, mm-hmm. so I think we're going to have, like, a new appreciation for, like, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and my favorite Big Daddy. I think, like, we're all gonna come around to Adam Sandler's gifts. And in turn, we're going to 
get all the grandma's boys and master of disguise. Like we're going to be like, huh, they're low key funny. Going to come back around too. Yeah. I hope so. I enjoy these kind of movies. I don't know. I say the, like the worse, the better for me. But I don't think this is necessarily like a bad movie or anything. I think it's just super cheesy. And, you know. It is definitely like, okay, Dana, like, throw everything to the wall, do every impression you have, (laughs) see what sticks. And it's fun. You either like it or you don't. And also, you have to be like seven years old when you first see it and memorize the trailer. If you see it as an adult for the first time, you might not have the same effect. Like, it might not be, I don't know. That is true. However... A couple years ago, I remember catching on TV the was it the Adventures of Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy and Rosario Dawson mm. came out the same year. Another one of the worst movies ever made, like a big box office bomb. I didn't mind it. Maybe we just weren't ready for movies like this, like funny movies. <laughs> we were over it. We were like, meh, too much funny. Yeah. And now in the depressing times of 2023, we're like, eh, I don't know. It seems stupid. I see. I, I like this. I like it. Yeah. Like, did you see Addison Ray? Her her EP has like a 9 out of 10 on Pitchfork. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. And she does like a, um, like a, like a B-side from like old school Lady Gaga, like the fame era Lady Gaga. Oh, I love the fame. Yeah. So like yeah. more recession core kind of yes. vibes. So I think bad's good and good is bad. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so like, should we talk about the reviews at all? Because I've never seen a movie that has had such low reviews. I went to like, like out of curiosity when we were watching, I'm like, you know what? What are the reviews on this? Like... What did the people have to say? 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, not... That's it. Like, that's the worst rating I think I've ever seen for any movie. Like, it's usually, like, it's 40, 15. It warms my heart. I love... So, so when I went to school for theater, I had directors, professors be like, you can tell what real art is if it evokes a reaction, a guttural reaction from you. Yeah. Right? So if things are really good, that's a good thing. But if things are really bad, that's also, also good. A, a great thing. It's performance art. Yes. This whole movie. So I, I truly think. It's not meant to be judged. Yes. Yeah, is is a Master of Disguise going to be showgirls in, in due time? I think so. But I think we should get into the reviews because I feel like that's that's half the discussion, right? Yeah. But first, just to table set a little bit for sure so the master of disguise is a 2002 american adventure comedy film starring dana carvey and a bunch of other (laughs) folks that you know yeah like jennifer esposito she was married to bradley cooper for a couple years oh yeah or harold gould who was Miles Rose's girlfriend in The Golden Girls. Yes. And James Brolin, who's a really famous actor, but also married to Barbara Streisand. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt real quick. Yeah. This is on the Miles (laughs) storyline. Golden (laughs) Girls. If anyone's really into Golden Girls, um, they would know that Miles, Rose's, you know, boyfriend, whatever. Boothang. Boothang. He is a disguisey. Even in Golden Girls. He is. He's like a different person. He becomes another person. 
He is. Anyway, I'm just making the connection here. It's all. It's, no, my it's God. All I forgot about that storyline in the Golden Girls. Anyway, I never did. I don't know why. I was saving it for this moment. Any. Whoa. I'm like. like <laughs> it's a lot to take in. I know. Wow. Um, I think you know somebody. I know, but yeah, that's so crazy. Well, I didn't realize until this viewing that Harold Gould was Rose's boyfriend. I didn't either. I just thought he looked really familiar. And then when you said that, I'm like, oh my God. Same. Makes I, sense. The mustache. Also, to be honest, I don't think I've seen Master of Disguise with my glasses. Oh. And I can see without my glasses, but I can't like see like nitty gritty features Mm -hmm. so maybe that's it that's my defense i don't know it's okay i mean i just made the connection now oh my god um but yeah it's it tells the story of a man who was trained to become a master of disguise by his grandfather um when a master criminal kidnaps his parents yeah anyway it's pretty intense stuff it also like you said it grossed 43.4 43.4 million on a 16 million dollar budget but was panned by critics and has a one percent on rotten tomatoes and critics have called it one of the worst movies ever made and one of brie and i's favorite favorites five stars <laughs> disguise disguise anyway oh. so yeah let's talk about the reviews yeah they're harsh it's way harsh tie way harsh tie right that's yeah um well ebert gave it one star for one so that probably didn't help you know, but it's it's also I'm not too surprised. But, but Ebert Ebert's right in his review. Like I think he's nicer. Like when he explains why yeah. he gave it the star. Yeah. Well, what are some? I want to read some like not so nice reviews. <laughs> well, while you're finding them, so yeah, Ebert gave it one out of four stars, and he praised the director Perry Andaline. Blake's production design and Dana Carvey, but said the movie was like a party guest who thinks he is funny and is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I don't know. I like it, though, and I like how the credits keep going at the end. And It's just nonsensical. Yes, I love nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's a silly goose time, and that's it. Yeah, if you can't get down with the Master of Disguise, like, you just don't know how to have a good time. Like, you know? I think so. I think, like, if you don't find at least half of this movie, not... Maybe not the entire thing. Yeah. If you don't find it funny in chunks, it is like a party guest. Yes. Who really wants to be funny, like, has, like, a a shtick going on. Right. And I think the movie kind of knows that. So, at least it has that going for it. I mean, someone said Mike Myers has already made, like, oh, it says Mike Myers has already milked this type of gag, dense character comedy, bone dry, which I mean, yeah, but there's nods to it. It's like, I get it. But also, like, not fair. Not fair. Yeah. Defending Dana Carvey. (laughs) Hey, I didn't say. So, like, they do Wayne's World together. It's a massive success. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike Myers goes off and does Austin Powers and becomes a huge star. Yes. Right? Love that for him. Dana Carvey turns down 
like the late show or letterman what to spend more time with his kids oh that's sweet very sweet um and does the dana carvey show lots of talented writers on that lots of talent like stephen colbert and steve carell are on the dana carvey show Mm. you know it just doesn't hit that's so unfortunate i'm like and then you know he's like well i'm gonna do what my pal mike is doing yeah have a good old time have a good old time poke some fun yeah do my austin powers and everyone's like no yeah why why is everyone hating so hard i don't know dana carvey seems like the most normal dude Mm -hmm. to be famous right why hate on him i don't know i don't get it i don't know i want to see a renaissance i want to see him in like you know how Mike Myers was in Inglorious Bastards and yes. then does like that weird cameo in a Bohemian Rhapsody? Mm-hmm. I want to see that for Dana Carvey. I hope so. He deserves it. He deserves his flowers. I want to see Dana Carvey in like, you know, I want to dance with somebody when <laughs> Stanley Tucci plays um, Clive Davis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. I want to be like shook off my chair when Dana Carvey plays... <laughs> Like Clive Davis or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll see him again. I don't know. Again, what did he do? Like, what did he, where did he who go? Did he hurt? Who has he become? Has he become another person? <laughs> Is that why we can't see him? Maybe because he's a disguise Yeah. I get it. Anyway, it's really sad that these are, like, so bad. Like, I wonder if there's any positive reviews. Like, I don't even think. So, the audience score is, like, 36. Ooh. Oh. Pete Peter Bradshaw, who wrote for The Guardian, he says, you might want to put the shotgun in your mouth. Talking <laughs> about um, Dana Carvey's characterizations and suggesting the potential audience members should. Oh, dang. I thought you found like a positive. <laughs> no. Ooh. Adam Smith of the Radio Times says... That when the nearest thing to a genuine joke is the bad guy's propensity for breaking wind whenever he laughs. (laughs) You can be pretty sure that you're not in the hands of comedy geniuses. I disagree. I think the fart joke is funny. I think so, too. And if it happens in real life, it's even funnier. (laughs) Like... Are you the bad guy? Maybe. It's definitely happened to me once or twice. <laughs> and it's been hilarious. And it's been hilarious every time because I'm like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> then I always think about this movie and my mind is like, oh my God, I'm the evil. Like, what is it? Bowman? Uh, Devlin? Devlin Bowman. Bowman. What a name. Anything, any other. That's yeah, a sea of green tomatoes here. There's literally only one positive review from critics, and it just says, oh, it makes a good kids movie, basically. So, Oh, my gosh. So Alan Morrison, who wrote for Empire, he does compare it to Austin Powers, and he says it's the single worst movie ever made. A film about idiots made by idiots (laughs) for idiots. Okay, that's, like, way harsh. Like, that's a little... You know what I mean? Like, he put... Dana Carvey put his heart and soul into this movie. Yes. Like, clearly. (laughs) He put his Dana Carvosi into it. Yeah. So... (laughs) Oh. He did. He did. He really did. He's... I don't know. I don't understand 
Yeah. I respect it for a piece of art that it is. It's at least. art. Yeah. Because it evokes this visceral reaction out of people. Okay, I am a little relieved because if you look at the audience scores, there are a slew of like four to five star ratings. So there are some people out there. Dana Carvey gang. Yeah. Like, rise up. Yes. Dana Hive. Dana rise. Master of Disguise. <laughs> um, They just have taste. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So yes, this movie was not reviewed kindly. No. Um, But what are your thoughts? On the Austin Powers of it all, like, like, are you a fan of of the Powers? Oh yeah, you know I'm a fan. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Yeah, I don't know. I like Mike Myers. I mean, clearly, like Shrek. Hello, <laughs> hello. Yeah, yeah. I was like, clearly, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I've like never heard you talk <laughs> about Mike Myers in my life. <laughs> Well, no, but we've watched uh, some Austin Powers at some point. It's true. I didn't see. I was a late, late bloomer to Austin Powers. I a couple years ago, I like watched all three movies for the first time. Yeah, I think I had only seen like one, and then I watched more of them recently. What, what's your favorite? I don't. Uh, maybe the Spy Who Shagged Me. I like that one too. Yeah, but also Gold Member is really good. So. I think Spy Who Shagged Me is my favorite, but my favorite, like, I don't think Heather Graham's good in those movies, like that movie. Mm. I either say Beyonce or Elizabeth Hurley. I do. I love just seeing Beyonce in that movie. Like, I'm Foxy Cleopatra. Yeah. <laughs> Someone you don't want to mess with. She's so cool. Love it. Um, What are your favorite moments in Master of Disguise? There are so many <laughs> from beginning to end, all of it. Um, I think, though, for me, some of my favorite scenes, like I love when we meet the cuteness, just in general, being introduced to the cuteness and the fact that his dog is named the cuteness just warms my heart. Um, the scene where he's like Tony Montana, basically. Say hello to my little friend. Like he's Scarface, he's channeling and he's like dancing. The mansion scene yeah. is my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, that whole like sequence or when he does like his Scarface impression, mm. it just that's what I live for. Yes, I love when he's like a cow pie <laughs> or when he's like the um, like, he's dressed up like the cherries in the cherry pie. Like, he comes out the pie like a surprise. Dude, I love the cherry pie man. Yeah. And how, because this is a kid's movie. I love how he, like, instead of, like, shooting guns or whatever, he's just, like, chucking cherries <laughs> at the bad guys. And, like, one hits the bad dude in the forehead and he's, like, out. It's so cool. I love the cherry pie man. Yeah. No, I love, and I remember from the trailers... This was, like, the Master of Disguise. Like, if you think of Master of Disguise, what do you think of? I think I'm going to be a Master of Disguise. <laughs> I'm going to be a Master. <laughs> I love that part. one. Yeah. Am I turtly. not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? Am I not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Turtle, turtle. I always love that. When he bites the guy's nose off. And spits it back out onto his face. Goes into his shell. He's like, like, yes. I love it. I love the rumor 
that circled around for years that during the filming of that scene was on 9-11. they really? Yeah, when the... Someone on IMDb wrote in the trivia facts that when they were filming the Turtle Club scene, they had to, like, stop because the Twin Towers were falling and Dana Carvey was dressed as the the Turtle Club, like, turtle. (laughs) And they had to do a moment of silence. He was still, like, in his turn. He was like, turtle. (laughs) Not true, though. They were in post-production, or not post-production, pre-production. Oh, okay. During the September 11th attacks. And later, they did a moment of silence. But they hadn't started filming. Well, that is a relief to know, because that'd be kind of crazy and, like, low-key funny, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, that'd just, be like, wild. Just, yeah. Do you think, though, the the reception of this movie, like, do you think also the timing? Like, people weren't, I don't know. It's, like, too fun of a time. Well, I think, I think the summer of 2002 was a hub for really, like, bad kids' movies. Like, mm. this is the same summer as The Country Bears. Oh, yeah. Or Men in Black 2. Just, like, a lot of stinkers. A lot of stinkers, yeah. Uh, Pluto Nash. Uh, you know, just stinkers in general. No. But we were given the goods that summer anyways. We've talked about summer 2002 a lot. Yeah. For sure. They were giving. They were. The, it, it gave what it needed to give. It did. Um, but also, so the Stinker Bad Movie Awards. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Stinker. Which I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it's like a, a Razzie's kind of deal. Mm. It was nominated and tied with Kung Pao Enter the Fist for a most painfully unfunny comedy. But I remember... Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And I've never seen it, but I know in recent years, kind of like a Freddy Got Fingered situation, it's yeah. garnered a cult following. So I think there were these movies like this coming out, not really to people really liking it yeah. but but it was getting made it was still a time where things were getting made and someone out there was appreciating it oh yeah yeah and, you know maybe master of disguise will get get fingered <laughs> yeah you know if we can have a tom green renaissance i think you know master of disguise will get as far as one day i think so yeah and we'll start it right here <laughs> right now yes so Speaking of worst films ever made, can I run some by you and we do like a speed round sure. of, of your thoughts? Showgirls. Oh, it's it's great. I mean, it's that's not uh, there's worst films out there. Yeah. Batman and Robin from 1997. Uh, honestly, I don't remember that one very well. I don't know if I've seen that one. This movie's the first movie I remember at all changing my life like i don't i didn't see it in theaters or anything but like your life it kind of did because i remember as a kid seeing it on vhs and being obsessed with alicia silverstone as batgirl Mm. with arnold schwarzenegger as mr freeze and uma thurman as poison ivy like i lived yeah, yeah and i watched it a couple years ago joel schumacher 
knew what he was doing. He didn't fuck around with Batman and Robin. It's camp. Yes, it's, it's fun. It's very campy. But I don't, I just don't know that one as well as the other Batmans. But I, I feel like that one can't be that bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's like fun. So camp. Yeah. Um, let's see. Freddy got fingered. I'm not really here nor there about I've seen it, but like some parts were funny and other parts I was like, eh, whatever. It's a little odd humor. I don't know. The only time I've loved Tom Green was as Chad and Charlie's <laughs> Angels. Yeah. Glitter. Glitter. Mariah Carey. Oh, we've seen that. Wait, that's yeah. one of the worst movies? Yeah, it was a big bomb. Why? I thought that was a really great movie. I know. Like, I really that like probably Glitter. the top. Like that shouldn't even be on the list. Well, Mariah Carey did blame September 11th again for for this, but maybe it's true. It did. The soundtrack came out the same day as 9/11. Oh, so maybe it just got overshadowed. It didn't get promoted like it could have been if it was. Yeah. Not you know. Do you ever? Do you think if we do an episode on glitter, we're gonna scrap? Scrap like you and I. Yeah. Why would we scrap? Because I'm a hardcore lamb and you're a fan of J-Lo. And I feel like we can't talk about glitter without talking about Loverboy and talking about... Yeah. But you know, I'm not... I'm only so much of a J-Lo fan. Like, I'm also a Mariah Carey. Like, Stan. I love them both, but I'm not like... I don't know. I mean, Mariah Carey might be up there. I just, I just like... I don't know. I mean, I love J-Lo, but they're not, they're not the same to me. I don't put them in the same category. Gotcha. <laughs> No, but no, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, their music's kind of different. Like, it's it's different vibes. One of them sings. One of them has a Shanti sing. <laughs> yeah. No, I like, I love J-Lo, too. I just, I, I agree. I love the J-Lo effect. Like, I'm yeah. not hating on J-Lo. I'm just saying, like. Dude, I love the wedding planner. Yeah. What are you going to say? Oh, they're just nostalgic to me in different ways, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, Mariah Carey is one of the best vocalists of our, like, our generation yeah. of all time. And J-Lo is a fun performer. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two can exist. Two can exist. Um, From Justin to Kelly. I don't know what that is. It is Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini in a movie musical, mm. which I've only seen parts of. It's rough. Yeah, it sounds a little rough. Uh, Okay. The room, the one with um. Hi, Mar. <laughs> what do, I can't even think of his name. Uh, what's his name? I want to say like Mike. <laughs> Mike Wazo is that right? Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. I thought you were gonna say Mike Wazowski for a second. <laughs> <laughs> like the Monsters Monster. Inc. <laughs> Mike Wazowski's the room. That'd be fun. I'd see that. Oh, this is one of the worst movies of all time. And then we'll talk about Monsters, guys. Catwoman. I disagree. At least in my like child brain from my memory. Now I haven't rewatched it, so I can't say for sure if it holds up, but I remember at least as a kid's movie. I don't know if it was supposed to be a kid's movie or not, but I enjoyed it. I mean it's maybe not the best like Holly Berry movie or something, but and the effects are probably cheesy. You know. Like really cheesy, but I kind of want to revisit Catwoman. We should. I think I put it on the list like a long time ago. We just kind of, I forgot about it, to be honest. I, I think about it semi-often. There's a lot of scenes that in my brain 
it sticks like when they're playing basketball like her and benjamin bratt yes don't we see it from like a cat's eye view or something or, or she does something with her cat abilities and it's like really intense for some reason <laughs> yeah or like sharon stone being sharon stone yeah it's fun yeah um so many movies i've never heard of a lot of like the meet the spartan epic movies are on there Hmm. Um, cats, cats. The the recent cats movie. Yeah, because that was pro- that should probably be on there. I mean, I have I still haven't seen it, but I've seen enough of it to. I think we all can agree on that. That should be the one percent. Hold on, <laughs> I'm gonna be mad if that has like ten or twenty percent. I feel like cats was just a bad decision, right? Nineteen percent. <laughs> Critics gave it nineteen percent. Anyway, it's not original. No, you know what I mean. Like it's not using anything. Like it's already been written and stuff. So yeah, it's it's like the lamification of the movie musical. I think it's worse than Master of Disguise. It has to be. But I don't know. Maybe I could watch it. Maybe, you know, maybe it would be like one of our favorites because, you know, we say we love bad movies. Maybe we should give it a shot. I don't know. Maybe. I. You know what, though? I can't fuck with James Corden. Yeah, I'm thinking about that, too, when I'm disturbed. I also, like, don't want to watch a movie with Jason Derulo Jason in it. Jason Derulo. <laughs> Does he say that before he sings? I, I hope so. Why did he? St- did he stop that? He stopped that. He doesn't say it anymore. Anyway. Um, oh my god, speaking of Master of Disguise, I love just to get us back on track. Yeah. I love when they're like they're doing this training montage mm-hmm. to become a disguisey. Yeah. To become another person. Mm-hmm. And basically how pistachios taught. Is to like just like bitch slap people and go, who's your daddy? Who's, who's your, your daddy? daddy? Yeah. I love that too. I always thought that would come in handy one day. Like, I love how like his instruction too is just like basically like keep it as like robotic as possible. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> it's great. He, I will say Danny Carvey is very good at physical comedy. So good. Yeah. It's a gift. Like, not a lot of people can really pull that off well like he commits dude like have you seen recently the snl audition he did back in the 80s not recently no so like he does this like quiver in his mouth which he'll just do sometimes during different impressions Mm -hmm. and that alone is funny to me it's just something about this man but oh um you know, I will say, like, this movie, you know how you're like, what is one of your favorite scenes? This is, like, a low-key one, but when he, like, spills all the spaghetti on everyone's heads, like, at that table, like, yeah. every single person sitting with, like, spaghetti on their face, and, like, he just goes around and tries to, like, wipe their glasses off, but they still have, like, spaghetti and sauce, and then he starts grating the cheese. That's my favorite part. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it's genius. I love when he starts grating the cheese, and he's like, a little bit of this, <laughs> and just... Yeah, he keeps going. Yeah, no, I love it. I love, I love too. Um, it's like whenever he, like he does it a lot. So I, I don't know. It's like one of his 
pistachioisms and like disguiseisms, but it's like this is what you're doing, and this or this is what you're doing, and this is what I want you to do. Yeah. I feel like as a kid, I annoyed the crap out of people just being like, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. We did that all the time, I feel like. Even to each other, we just be like. <laughs> if you were a kid in like the early 2000s, I feel like the Master of Disguise trailer like affected a whole generation. It did. You didn't even have to see the whole movie. You just had to like see the trailer. There was like a lot in there. Like the Turtle Club, the... This is what you're doing, right? This is what I want you to do. It really had a chokehold on children, I don't know, like five to nine years old. Yeah. In 2002. It still has a chokehold on me. Like, I realize there's certain things that, like, I say that you, like, we both say. When we say goodnight to each other, we go, sleepy time she comes. (laughs) I didn't remember what that was from until we watched it today. Same. I've been, like, the past, like, maybe two or so years, I've been, you know, and I'm like, huh. It's funny that I say that. I don't know why I do. And then, like, we watch this movie again. I'm like, oh, yeah. Duh. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I also, this is a movie that we will watch just unprompted. Yeah. And we have many, many times. Which, which is, is wild. This episode is just going to be, like, us giving, like, a million five-star reviews. Right? Or It's, like, half that, half, like... Why do we like this so much? Why? I can't something, tell you. Something wrong with us. <laughs> I do think it's like a contrarian underdog take on things. Yes. Like, if we were really cool and really hip, we would be like big Mike Myers stands, mm-hmm. like low key and be like, oh, Austin Powers is like our guilty pleasure. Yeah. And we're like, no, no, no. <laughs> We have to, um, you know. Well, Dana Carvey's the underdog. He is. In life. Yeah. And in the movies. You gotta root for the underdog, right? Because that could be us. I don't know. I think Pistachio's a relatable character. <laughs> yeah, Brie, how do you relate to Pistachio? <laughs> Mostly, I think, because he's, like, socially awkward. I don't. I want to say, like, I don't feel like I relate to him quite as much as I used to, but there were times where I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. Like... I mean, even now watching, I'm like, oh, no, is this me? Like, I'm like, why do I feel secondhand embarrassment? I love it, though. I feel like, yeah, when in recent times when I've tried to justify the Master of Disguise or Dana Carvey, I'm like, you know, Brie kind of reminds me of Dana Carvey. No way. And I feel like she needs to get her flower. I just all the impressions I've been doing behind the scenes. Yes. Oh. Uh, I don't know why. Um, Maybe it's that f- his fashion, too. That checkered shirt. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. The that baby one. bangs that are cut. Yeah. Like, uh, not, you know, just all like. That's what I wanted to talk about. That wig is ridiculous. Yeah. I th- I love it. <laughs> I think I've seen that like mushroom cut, though, in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's hilarious. I think the baby bangs that are just like kind of crooked just really fits his character love it um what are your thoughts on the romance of it all what are your thoughts on his love for fat bottom <laughs> girls um well big booty bitches big booty bitches is more like it. i think you know nothing wrong with loving the big booties i do think it's a little odd though that he's like looking for a girl that reminds him of his mama but not because so much of her like not like 
because of like personality, like something positive, like, oh, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's all about the booty, which is weird. You know, he's like someone with my mom's butt. That's what I like aspire to. It's like, okay. I love how it's a children's movie and they're like, you know what? I think we want him to be just (laughs) fixated on booties. You know why? Because he has some mommy issues. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little odd. It's an odd choice. Um, no, I'm here for it. It's wild. It's wild. It does kind of make you laugh. Even when he's like interviewing people and like getting their measurement, you're like, let's, and they're like, she's got a little butt. We can't have that. Sexual harassment. (laughs) Basically. Cancel them. But it's such a fun time in this movie somehow. I know. Oh my God. What are your thoughts on, um, which they would never be able to get away with today. The snake charmer. I was going to say, like, yeah. Okay. It's definitely, like, looking back, it is a little, it's, like, cringy because you're like, oh, no, he's, like, in brown face. So it's not, it doesn't completely hold up. But there are bits of that scene that are still funny, I think, because he's, like, talking, the way he talks to the snake and the way the snake comes to light, and you know that's not a real snake. I yeah. always thought it was, but now I can see with my real eyes that it's just a prop snake. But, you know, it's like little touches that still make the scene kind of funny, but it's also cringy. So it's like, ooh. I uh, love how he plays some Kenny G. Yes, I think that's my favorite part, like, to the snake. Like, he's just like... Or like careless whisper. Careless whisper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Maybe I take it back that the world hates Dana Carvey. I think the world loves Dana Carvey because we've gone through this whole cancel culture time. Yeah. Not one person has brought up Dana Carvey in brown face. <laughs> Until now. Until now. <laughs> We're going to get him canceled. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um. But yeah, I think maybe the world loves him. Come to think of it. Because like he's one person who it's just. Yeah. We're like, he didn't mean it, guys. Yeah. He's like, because, you know. Every person's come under scrutiny in recent years. Yeah. Even when they know, even when everyone knows it's like harmless, I think people still bring it up. Yeah. So yeah, I think we gave Dana Carvey a, a slide, a pass. He got, yeah, he did. He he got away with it. Because <laughs> he really put some smooth jazz on that snake. It was the smooth jazz, for sure. I think it's also because he makes fun of so many people, like in a way, you know, it's just... It's almost glossed over in the movie. Like, it's not focused on too much. It's definitely not mean-spirited. Yeah. I don't think Dana Carvey has a mean-spirited bone in his body. I don't think so. His little flimsy body. His flimsy body. I love the, um, as young pistachio, the cameo from Dylan and Cole Sprouse. Oh, yeah. That was, that was wild. I always thought that kid looked so familiar, but didn't put that together. I just assumed that the Sprouse twins were in everything when we were kids. They probably were. Yeah. They were like the Mary-Kate and Ashleys of their time. Yeah, the little boy Mary-Kate and Ashleys. Yeah. I think that's what Disney tried to make them out to be. Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Oh, Oh, another master of disguise, like pistachio-ism that I take (laughs) to the real world is I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know, know what, what to, to do. do. I don't know about you, but sometimes I do. if I have a crisis, I'll just sit on the floor and I'm just like, oh my God, I, I don't, don't know what, what to do. do. I'll say that. I'll I'll straight up be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll be like, a who? A what? 
a what? what? We went through like a whole year where we just sang that to each other. Like, what in the world? This movie is like, it brainwashes you. It does. If it hits you at the right age, at the right time in your life, like, I really wonder if this is just us. Is this just us? Or is this going to be cringy to watch? I wonder. Well, it's like, it's not even, you would think on those like cringy millennial Instagram accounts. <laughs> yeah. A Master of Disguise post would have arisen. So the millennials don't love this movie. Clearly not. Because they would have never shut up about it. Mm-hmm. We would have never shut up about it. Yeah. Um, Gen Z. Maybe elder Gen Z. This might be the only We need people to weigh in. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like a young millennial elder Gen Z. Mm-hmm. We cannot be the only ones. No, it has to be this like subset, this millennial group of people that like really fucked with Dakota Fanning mm-hmm. as a child star. Yes. Like it has to be like this weird time. Yeah. We got to find it. We got to. Got to yeah. find our peeps. <laughs> we do because. Yeah. But I wonder who. Yeah, I wonder. What? <laughs> well, they just start a fan why? club. <laughs> what a why a fan club. Um. Uh, uh, Oh, so crazy. It just might work. Yeah. That was another one. I do that a lot, too. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in this movie. <laughs> For sure. Who are your favorite disguises characters? Definitely Pistachio. Like I said, I think he's the most relatable. His name is Pistachio, which is so cool. Um, We don't really know much about his dad. Like, he's there, but he's... And he's supposed to be one of the great disguises, but... He's Jessica Simpson. Oh, yeah. That one scene. That's true. Bo Derek. Um, that's, that is wild. And I didn't get it until this time around. The whole movie, like the plot, like the crux of the plot is that the dad disguised as Bo Derek. Mm-hmm. She like stole. What did she do? Yeah, but it's all based on Bo Derek. Did something. And then I think that's how the. The bad guy got into trouble, went to jail for 20 years, right? Yes. But it's all because of Bo Derek. It's all because of Bo Derek. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Pistachio is my favorite. And maybe the grandfather. I love him. He's hilarious. He tells Pistachio what's what. You know? Teaches him how to slap. Yeah. Exactly. How to be a disguise What about you? Who's your favorite? I love the cuteness. Yeah. <laughs> I just love Period. the cuteness knows how to skateboard. That is the cutest thing. Yeah. I love my favorite characters that Dana Carvey does in the movie. Mm. I love Scarface. Yes. Love the turtle. Love George W. Same. Those are my favorites. Those are the top for me. And the cherry pie. The cherry pie is the best. Yeah. It, it's that. And then it's the cherry pie. The cow pie. Maybe the Jaws guy for me. The Jaws one's good, and I've never seen Jaws, but I still get the. I like. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's funny enough that, yeah, it's like you get it. Also, they play the Jaws theme, so it's like you. And he's in like a lake or something. It's not like the ocean. Like he's in like. <laughs> it's just funny. He's like trying to play this character that just is it- out of place, <laughs> but he's like so convincing in the moment and you're like wait a minute there's no sharks in this water like this guy's crazy do you think this movie like started a bunch of kids love for film like the jaws reference or scarface or just like the little nods maybe 
I mean, I think, you know, maybe. Wonder. I wonder. Yeah. Because I don't know if I can speak for me because I... But I will say, I think I, I would have seen the reference to Scarface before I saw Scarface. So that I, my expectation for what Scarface would be was kind of set by this movie. Did Al Pacino live up to the Dana Carvey impression? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was pretty spot on. What did you think of um, Dana Carvey's Shrek It was good. Yeah, it definitely, it, it was not bad at all. But as a kid, I think I was like, you're not Shrek. You know what I mean? But... No, that's pretty good. It is good, yeah. Anything else you want to discuss? Um, yes, the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I feel like we need to talk about the soundtrack. This movie is just so wild and all over the place, and like, there's not much sense in talking about the plot. I feel because it's no, it's Dana Carvey doing a lot of impressions. Yeah, and there's a plot in there somewhere. Like, yeah, they gotta find the bad guy. Yeah, who and save his mama and papa. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the mamas and the, the papas. papas but yeah the the soundtrack like there's so many bops right from the beginning like in the intro we get that one song that's like well first do we get is it master of disguise no that's later isn't it when they spell out they're like m-a-s-t-e-r of disguise but that one is a bop master of disguise um that song slaps it, it was yeah it was play i remember on disney channel they used to play play all the time yeah yeah do you remember them they did like that song for the lizzie mcguire soundtrack and oh they were just like a bunch of girls being girls, girls. <laughs> but i remember the master of disguise like all summer that song was just playing Yes, I re- that song is like ingrained in my brain. I'm like, I know the words for whatever reason, but it might be from watching the movie so much, but yeah. also maybe hearing it. Also, like they spell out master. Yeah. And they say of disguise. Yeah. So it really like hits home. <laughs> they, can- they had to stop. They couldn't just keep spelling. That would have been too much. <laughs> that would have been great if they were just like M-A-S-T-E-R-O-F-D-I-S-G-U-S-E. Um, but there's that, what's that other song? It's, um, I thought I wrote it down. Oh, I did and then deleted it. Is it fun? It's like fun. Yeah, it's By fun. Rose Falcon. It's like, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be real. Which I feel like I've heard in like other movies. I have too. So I guess, so yeah, her name is Rose Falcon. Mm-hmm. And apparently she, okay, yeah, she was in like, our childhood soundtracks. She did a song for Confessions of the Teenage Drama Queen. Yes, that girl was a master of disguise. Raising Helen, Dawson's Creek, Heart of Dixie, Inspector Gadget Two, and did ads for J.C. Penney's and Build the Bear and Estee Lauder. Dang, yeah, she was working. There was a Destiny's Child song. I know. It's just like sprinkled in there. Like you have to kind of be paying attention to notice, but you're like. Ooh. Wait a minute. You're yeah, Beyonce? You're like, what is she doing? Oh, is she going to make an appearance? It's going to be like, cool. Yeah. Can you imagine if like in the mansion scene, Beyonce was there? Like she just showed up and started dancing like with Scarface. That would have been the perfect time, I think. That would have been in the bloopers for sure. Yeah. The hour long bloopers. Right. Vitamin C did a song called Master of Disguise. Yeah. 
I think I heard that towards the end there. Oh, Janae Aiko? I know. I just saw Wait, that too. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> was that like her early stuff? Like, was that her debut, Master of Disguise? I, you know, before like 2014, 2015, I was not familiar with Janae yes, Aiko. Oh my gosh. It says her career beginnings. Aiko embarked on her musical career, contributing vocals to several B2K releases, as well as a song on the Master of Disguise soundtrack in 2002. This is how she started. This is her origin story. Wild. Solange has a song. That's so cool. But shook about Janae Aiko. I know. But I guess it says that she... um, she was the cousin of B2K's Lil Fizz. Mm. So, and Lil Fizz is also on the soundtrack. So, but yeah, it, it talks about the Master of Disguise. It says she appeared in the music video for the one, the wow. Master of Disguise Part 2 song. Because there's a part one and a part two, apparently. It's like two songs split up. I was all just the one. I love that. That's very Destiny's Child <laughs> of them. I know. Oh, oh my gosh. So... Have you seen that video, though, of her um, where the interviewer, like, falls in love with her? No. Or he just, like, looks into her eyes and is just like, huh? It's really cute. Oh, But she's pretty. I mean, she is. She's Janae Aiko. She, she's saying on the Master of Disguise soundtrack, what's not to love? I know. Couldn't love her more. This is wild. The soundtrack is so wild to me. But Perfect. It slaps. Yeah. It low-key slaps. But, like, all those albums back then, like, the Disney, like, Radio Disney, like, soundtracks. Yeah. In my kid brain, they slapped so hard. Right? I don't know if they still hold (laughs) up, but maybe they do. The Freaky Friday soundtrack still holds up, The Freaky Friday? Yeah. That's true. I'd like to think... The Master of Disguise. Is there, like, can you buy that on, uh, like, <laughs> iTunes or, like, like a physical CD? Because that would be wild. That's one of those thrift or store finds that you have to, like, yeah. keep. I'm going to keep my eyes open for that. Yeah. From here on out. <laughs> Your mouth to God's ears. Yeah. Uh, I would just love to have, like, like a wall-to-wall, like, shelf. And you think it's, like, great art pieces or, like... Great films, Criterion Collection, and it's like Master of Disguise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it? Just Master of Disguise? It's just Master of Disguise. Like, wait, is this every single movie, like, on the shelf is Master of Disguise? No, but I'd love, Disguise, like- oh my god, you could use, like, that outside. and this, It's always Master of Disguise when you open it. Actually, the best prank ever. <laughs> I would love some, like... I don't know. I don't know why Lars von Trier comes to mind. That's not my only idea of like great art. <laughs> it's just getting late. Um, but you know, like <laughs> just um, you know, a bunch of Hitchcock Criterion Collection films. Yeah, just like the whole Criterion closet, if you will. And inside, it's just Master of Disguise. Like that is a prank. That is like something like you go out into the world. Your public library, maybe. <laughs> My criterion closet. I go in and I'm like, so anyways, the master of disguise. Like I keep pulling from, you know how people do the criterion closet? Yeah. 
But I, it's just the master of disguise. And here's another one. That's and I just keep talking about the master of disguise. <laughs> yeah. I need a master of disguise, too. Like, I need to know what happens next. Like, this movie is the perfect movie to have a sequel, I think. Like, it's, you know, they could get into capers because there's no real big conflict. Like, yes, his, you know, mother and father get kidnapped or whatever. But, you know. The situation resolves itself, but it could be another movie where, like, Bowman comes back. Or, like, I could see it just being a fun time. Not that it needs it, but this movie is, like, it's only 80 minutes, but it feels like 60 minutes. It just goes by, maybe because of the way it's chopped up and maybe because the ending credits are so long. And maybe they're, like, aren't they, like, 15 minutes or something? The ending credits are really long. Yeah. 15 to 20 minutes. Very enjoyable, but still, like so long i'm like i need more i need more action i need more like well because they get married him and uh jennifer esposito's character so it could be them and the little kid yeah and the cuteness right maybe the kid gets kidnapped and the cuteness oh no that would be terrible and i would riot in the streets so we need a master of disguise too yeah (laughs) anyway that's like my big note on this movie like where's the second one no Maybe because no one liked this movie. <laughs> yeah, I really think that was it. I feel like in the the age of like the directed video sequels, mm. Master of Disguise didn't get it. That's how much people hated it. It's a shame. Oh my gosh. But oh. do you have any final thoughts on Master of Disguise? No final thoughts on Master of Disguise. I will say this is going to be the last episode. That we do in August, mm-hmm. which means summer's ending. Ooh. That means our birthday month is coming to an end. Yeah. Leo season's ending. I know. We can't be obnoxious anymore and say <laughs> it's my birthday month. I can do what I want. Yeah. Um, what is the world coming to? I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's Taylor Swift's North American leg of her era's tour has ended. Right. Um. I mean, Barbie's still in theaters, but, you know, it's been out for like a month and a half. Right. Like, the summer's over. Not in my mind. In my mind, I'm still at the shore. (laughs) What about, I was going to say, what about the shore? I mean, Brie, I'm going to be at the shore all winter. You know, after you leave here and I go crawl into bed, I'll be like popping on the Jersey Shore. (laughs) Nice. I'm still waiting for my Jersey. Uh, Family vacation episode to to drop so I can see what happens next. That's awesome. So they call it Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Oh. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. I know. What what um like summer takeaways? Like what was your like highlights of the summer? I don't know. I feel like the summer I feel like there's a lot of highlights. I don't know. Like I feel like everything we've talked about has been a lot of fun and just a silly goose time. Um, and I want to take that energy with me. I don't know. I had a fun time when my birthday came around. I feel like we're going to have a fun time when your birthday comes around. And I love how we're recording this <laughs> so early. My birthday hasn't come around yet. But the time this dropped, my birthday would have already come and gone. But yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I've enjoyed the summer. I don't want to think about it as gone. No been fun yeah we went to the water park that yeah. was wild <laughs> like i felt like a literal child i was like whoa 
I did feel like I was reliving Master of Disguise <laughs> times. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was ready to ride all the rides. Yeah. Um I'm sleepy. I know, right? Yeah. How do we, <laughs> how do we get out of here? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh. This is what you're, are you telling me like this is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. Oh. But yeah. I don't know. I hope we just I hope we talk about some more um bad movies, you know? I feel yeah. like we will. I think periodically we have to talk about a bad movie. Yeah. Do your justice for a breeze pick. Yeah, for sure. My, I yeah. think I feel like mine would be Catwoman, possibly. Yeah. Unless it's different when I watch it again. No, I love it. Yeah. I I'm here for it. Well, rate and review us on Apple and Spotify. Let us know what you thought of Master of Disguise. How many stars do you give it? <laughs> well, how many stars would you give it? I What's your five, rating? Five. I don't have to think. Five? Five. Yeah. Five turtles. <laughs> I give it three tufts of Tony Montana's hair. Three tufts. He does have a lot of hair. Wow. Oh. Just three? <laughs> no, maybe maybe <laughs> four. <laughs> Why not? Four cow patties. Yeah. Four cow patties. <laughs> Unless that's a bad thing. I mean, in I a know, good it's, way. It's a good. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Four cherry pies. Four cherry pies. Four um, bad guy toots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. This is what you're doing. This is what I want you to do. A Huda Media Production.